Good morning. Today is Monday, February 5th. I am your host, Dina Joe, coming to you live from the DJ Pebble Studios, located in the Mile High City, Colorful, Colorado. Welcome to the program. So grateful to have you with us today. If you have downloaded, I understand how valuable your time is. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Hit that follow button so you can join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And I have the best people in the chat. Like, bam, bam, and beep, beep. Welcome, you guys. Uh, real quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So. Um, thank you for your continued likes, shares, and downloads. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, I have a lot to go over today. Um, it is Monday. It is also International Clash Day, um, the band, the Clash. So on um, music segment, it's all Clash today. History of the songs, some facts about the band to go along with that history. And um, of course, some of what's trending, a little bit of what happened at the Grammys. I only saw the um, Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs um, thing. I'm going to play their song. It was really good. Um, so let's do the weather. It seems loud today. It's only at three. Um, all right. Um, at least it's playing. <laughs> All right, so the weather, let's see if any of it is correct. For my family out there in Wollon, Ontario, it is currently 32 degrees and cloudy. Feels like 30. Um, expect partly sunny skies and a high of 39. For my friend Phoebe in Elwood City, Pennsylvania, it's currently 29 and sunny. Expect sunny skies, a high of 49. For my beautiful friends in um, Arizona, 1 in Tucson, 45 and clear, um, there will be mostly sunny skies, a high of 73. Phoenix, 50, partly cloudy, um, and there will be mostly sunny skies, a high of 74. And lastly, the Eichel in Elkton, Maryland, 33 and sunny. Um, he's the only one where it says like it's 33, and it, it instead of it feeling lower it's always higher don't understand why I want to figure that one out I haven't looked into it yet but it's 33 and then it says it feels like it's 36 I take that being warmer each time um, he will be a high of 48 all right oh real quick I am going to turn that off and I want to play this Download the oh, after the King Supers app in three seconds. Tomorrow is TJ's birthday. I hope I have that right. And as you know, I'm not on tomorrow. So I wanted to wish Mr. TJ a happy, happy birthday. I will tomorrow, but I wanted to do it on the air. Oh, <laughs> it sounded like a fart for National Fart Day.
Welcome, YJRHKMNG. This is, we're wishing TJ a happy early birthday. That was those little yellow things. <laughs> happy birthday. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'll play that one again, but happy birthday, early birthday, DJ. Hi, Michael. All right. So we are going to get into um, the word of the day. I think that's what I have coming up next. <clears throat> yes. Let me turn back on this music. <laughs> All right, so um, the word of the day, I like to start the show with the word in quotes. Spreading knowledge is a powerful way of adding value to the world. So let's go. And I'm going to talk about true friendship. Um, I think it's a little deeper than friendship. Um, and then I have a little video or audio to play along with it. Here's a quote. A true friend is someone who thinks that you are a good egg, even though they know you are slightly cracked. And that's Bernard Meltzer. And I love that quote. Ah, true friendship. As we move through life, we find that there are many things out of our control. We can't control our parents, our genetics, or control the things that happen in the world around us. One thing that we can control is who our friends are. And this decision can either make our lives so much richer and beautiful or more stressful and disappointing. Today, I am focusing on true friendship and what it means to me. True friendship is a term that describes a healthy relationship between two or more friends. True friendship involves mutual unconditional love, which means that true friends love each other without expecting anything in return. Um, having um, solid friendships is important for a couple of reasons. They make life more enjoyable. We get to share the beautiful aspects of life with people who care about us. Plus, our friends help us through difficult times. Having friends to support us through hard times can make unimaginable difficult situations seem more tolerable. They get you through those tough times and make things more fun and enjoyable and all around make our lives better. And um, I'm just going to stop real quick right there because now I know um, she posted what happened. Um, and I talked about it on Friday about praying and being a friend of ours close to your hearts and in your thoughts and prayers. And um, she's posted it. So Hanny, it's Hanny. Um, and as if you were close to her, you know that she was very close to her uncle. Um, and he had a lot of different health issues and um, passed away. So just like I'm talking about true friends, keep her in your thoughts and prayers because this is a hard time for her and her family. And um, she can use our love. All right. True friends are consistent and willing to challenge us, love and support us, but not ignore the words we may need to hear. A true friend makes you better. A real friend will encourage you um, in anything you try. There will be there every step of the way. We love to help you grow and are right there for you when, uh, when you, oh, when you, to 
help you celebrate the progress. I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> As every single one of us knows, life um, has its good times and bad times for sons of Casey um, to be there during the good times. But as soon as something bad happens, they run. A real friend is completely different. They are there during those bad times. When the going gets tough, they are right there. When you need a shoulder they blend you both. They share your successes as well as your failures. Such a friend is someone who is unwavering in their loyalty to you. They would never betray you. They promises. When they say something, they mean it and they keep their word. They are trusting and trustworthy. A monthly friend hardly forgets an event that is dear to you, a birthday, an anniversary, anything that is special. Um, thinking of other people before oneself is an attribute of love. A true friend is a loving and caring friend. So um, that's, I want to play this. Um, and it talks about true friendship. Hello, everybody. So Duke James, P-U-B-E-I-N-E-X-R-A-S-G-U-F-H-D-B. Welcome. Okay, so this one is... Um, <clears throat> Seven reasons why true friendships are getting um, very rare. And um, hold on, it's not going to, I want it to play from the beginning. After this thyroid condition commercial, let's see, um, start it from the beginning. All right, so it's talking about the seven reasons why it's so hard to find true friendships nowadays. And it makes you wonder. Um, I don't know. I'll talk about it afterwards, but here we go. This presents seven reasons why true friendships are becoming rare. The world is changing. That's a fact. And one of the most significant changes is how we relate to each other. In the past, you could have a bunch of random friends, but it would be more likely that some of them were your true friends. Lately, however, it seems like true friendships are getting increasingly rare and hard to come by. So what's going on here? What has happened in our culture that has led to fewer true friendships? The reason for this change can be traced back to several factors. Let's look at seven of them. Number one, people have forgotten how to communicate face to face. It's a sad reality, but it's true. A lot of people just don't know how to communicate face to face anymore. We live in a world that has become increasingly virtual with people spending more time on their phones than interacting with others in real life. In the past, we would go out in groups to meet others, but now social media has become the primary tool for socialization, especially among the younger generation. And this has led to a lack of interpersonal skills that affect the ability to make genuine friendships. While social media is great for sharing information and keeping up with friends, it's not a substitute for real social interaction. And it can be easy to think someone has a lot of friends because they post lots of pictures or comments every day, but in person, they might struggle to hold a conversation. Number two, one-sided and superficial relationships have become the norm. Our society is all about getting quick results. And when this applies to relationships, you end up with one-sided and superficial friendships. This happens because people don't make the time to invest in building real relationships. It takes time to build trust, friendship, and mutual respect. But we live in such an impatient world that many would rather be entertained by someone than actually connect with them on a deeper level. People are also much more concerned about what others think of them than ever before. 
This has led to many being afraid of being themselves due to fear of rejection or being judged as weird or strange if they do not conform to the popular ideals of society. Number three, modern day technology has altered the way we look at friendships. Nowadays, we tend to think of people as friends if they're on our social media accounts or have the same interests as us. But this is often not enough to sustain a lasting bond. Our online connections can be too distant and impersonal to be truly meaningful. While social media does allow us to chat with people from around the world and lets us see what they're up to, it often prevents us from spending quality time together on a regular basis, which makes developing deeper connections difficult, if not impossible. Number four, today's society seems to have lost the meaning of loyalty. The internet has brought us closer together, but it also seems to be tearing us apart. Loyalty is something that many people don't value anymore. The word friendship has been replaced with following on social media. Yep. The quality and depth of friendships are rarely valued as they once were, as we can simply scroll through our news feeds or swipe left or right on dating apps to find the next best thing. In fact, many people don't even attempt to make real friends anymore, since it's so easy to connect with strangers online. As a result, many friendships have pretty much become like a tool. They're seen only as a way of gaining something, like status, for example. Number five, we live in an achievement-based culture. People are more competitive and status conscious these days. A recent study found that we are almost twice as likely to compare ourselves to others today than we were 30 years ago. Unfortunately, this increased level of comparison often leads us down a path that places results above all else, including connections. And this can be attributed to the fact that we are now living in an information age where our access to knowledge, people, and opportunities are endless. The internet provides us with so many options for self-betterment through education and career paths that weren't available before its invention. But this has also led many people to believe that their identities are defined by their job titles or social media profiles rather than who they are as a person. The combination of inequality, competition, and identity obsession has made developing true friendships much more difficult. Number six, people are less emotionally invested in each other's lives. In the past, when someone asked you how your day was, they actually wanted to know how your day was. Today, most people don't want to be inconvenienced by others and their problems. It's Thank not you for the light. feel that they have too it's much very on their plates and that they don't have the time or energy to be invested in another person's life. It's an excuse used by many when avoiding true friendships. But there are several reasons why this is so. Mainly, people are uncomfortable with emotional vulnerability because it takes serious effort and courage to connect with someone on a deeper level. If you allow yourself the freedom of being exposed without knowing if your feelings will be reciprocated, you risk being hurt or disappointed by those around you who may not care about you as much as they say they do, or at all. Number seven, increasingly busy and demanding lifestyles. Just look at how our culture celebrates the idea of being busy. We have countless TV shows and movies about how cool it is to be so overwhelmed with commitments that you can barely eat or sleep. It's like we're all competing to prove who has the most important job and almost impossible schedule. This means that people spend less time on their relationships, whether with friends or loved ones. Consequently, they may find themselves spending more time alone Welcome than they would like to admit. In addition, some people are so focused on building their careers that they forget the importance of investing in their personal lives. 
It's an unfortunate truth to that genuine you. friendships are becoming increasingly rare. But there are things we can all do to help change this trend. We can start by getting out of our comfort zones, making an effort to meet new people and reconnecting with old friends, taking time out of our busy lives for quality communication with those around us, and putting more emphasis on loyalty. <laughs> if you enjoyed this video, give it a thumbs up and share with your friends so we can keep making them. For more videos like this, hit the subscribe button. Okay, that's Brainy Dose. I like that because I think it's so true. Um, and yes, BP's, he is so thin. You would, he doesn't eat anything. Uh, hamburger Helper, I think, is the only thing he ever shows. No, you need to follow BP because, oh my gosh, the stuff that he eats. I'm surprised he doesn't weigh 300 pounds, but he eats some yummy looking food. His tummy is nice and full. All right, that was about true friendship. And so the last quote I have is, when you go through a dark time and cannot see any light ahead, your true friends will shine like diamonds. And that is so true. Um, and, you know, everything that they talked about, I think when you get to a point in your life, for me, it became, I don't know, when I got a little older, maybe the last five, six years, I've understood how important it is to have true friends in your life instead of having a bunch of being surrounded by a bunch of people who pretend maybe just to be your friend for whatever reason, but to have true friends in your life. And it is so meaningful because you will have those dark times and they will have those dark times and you, you're there for them and they're there for you and they're there for you for the good times and you're there for them with the good times. And it's just all around <clears throat> a good cycle. Anyway. Um, all right, we're going to move on. And um, it's funny because the next video that was going to come on after that, I just got to play a little bit of it after the joke of the day. Here is your corny jokes of the day. <clears throat> How are false teeth like stars? Hmm? <laughs> oh, let me see if I can get this. Um, because they come out at night. Um, it says, I threw my old laptop in the ocean. Now there's Adele rolling in the deep. Get it? Adele rolling in the deep. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Oh, <laughs> I know. Hit yourself in the head. <laughs> you know, Adele, her song, Rolling <laughs> in the Teeth. All right. I want you guys to do me a favor. If you go on YouTube, go on YouTube, <laughs> go on YouTube and follow my friend. Look at E-Bike Mike from Welling, Canada. <laughs> he was next on my feed to come up after that. Um, seven reasons of true friendship. So look him up and give him a follow. E fight Mike. Oh, there might be some cursing. So cover your ears. Oh, YouTube, I'm fucking fight oh. Mike. <laughs> My club's called the Revolts. Mm -hmm. We got 115 volt members. And instead of calling ourselves one percenters, we're 60 fucking cyclers. There you go. I'm going to do a little bit of an interview here for you guys in YouTube world. Let you know a little bit about our lifestyle. Stay tuned. And he drinks coffee, guys. Tim Horton. Yeah, this is 
look him up and give him a follow, please, because that's how we all grow organically in this world is helping our friends out. So um, go on there, e-bike Mike, give him a follow. He's funny. Um, I think that's all I needed on that. All right, so we're going to move on. Oh, Valentine's Day. I don't know. Mike, you're going to have to go look it up and see. <laughs> Do you know that there's a count? Tammy, is that, oh, mommy, lady, Tammy, how are you? Did you come in to watch, listen to the class? I know you did. Um, <laughs> I love her so much. Um, that's a true friend, too, right there. That's one that, you know, I I know will always be there. I've known her forever and ever and ever. And um, I know that she will always be there for me, and I will always be there for her. Um, so anyway, back to Valentine's Day. Um, and I told you guys, I'm all sappy. She knows how much I love Valentine's Day. She would always buy me heart-shaped stuff all the time. And because I'm just a sappy love person, but I'm not all about all that you have to buy flowers and blah, and blah, blah, blah. You know, even cards nowadays. Holy moly, I went and bought one for my um, granddaughter and I was like, damn, $8 for a card. That's expensive. You know, you could make one, but I'm all about making dinner, hanging out, chilling on a movie. Let's see. Let's see what this list is, but okay. Um, it's eight days, 15 hours, 52 minutes and 51 seconds until Valentine's day. Remember we had one for, um, Christmas. Well, there's your Valentine's, um, countdown. So, um, some of the things, uh, oh shoot, where is, oh, there was Super Bowl. Um, okay, here we go. Here are some things that you can do. Surprise your partner with this special breakfast in bed. See, you can do that. Experience something new and exciting together. Well, duh, that's stupid. Um, Netflix and chill. Totally like that one. Have a dinner. And because you know what, you can go to the store and buy a steak, even if you wanted to make lobster and that and spend less money than if you were going to go to a restaurant, even though I think you should support little places, but um, I'm here or there, but you can totally, if you don't have the money, you can do it at home. Um, have a great night. Oh, see, here's one. Have a great night at a fancy restaurant. Well, if you can, um, some of us can't, um, put, plan a romantic dinner at home, um, make homemade cards tailored for your lover. <laughs> I always thought those little, you know, the coupons, they would always get, hi, Olivia, give you the, those coupons you could hand out. Oh, free back massage. Oh, free this and that. Yeah. Oh. You can make some of those. Um, let's see. Enjoy wine and chocolates together. Mm, there you go. Um, there you go. There's some stuff for you to do on Valentine's Day. And then um, <clears throat> let's see. This says there are some candies in here for your birthdays. Um, uh, what your sign? What is your sign? Um, put your sign in there and I'll tell you what, what <laughs> Valentine candy they're saying that um, you should have for your birthday. Um, Bam Bam, I know you're in July with me, Mike. I have to, I would have to look through the calendar to see all your Sagittarius. Okay. You want me to look it up? I'm going to look it for Sagittarius. There's Aries, Taurus, Gemini, 
Cancer, I'll come back to blah, blah, Scorpio. Okay. Oh, Sagittarius. Okay. Spontaneous, optimistic, independent, and honest. Sagittariuses are true free spirits, and they despise all modes of constraint. Oh, okay. Including set schedules, rules, and or regulations. Oh, Mike, you're rebellious. I'm known as the adventurers of this zodiac. This um, fire sign lives life on their terms. But while rebellious and unfiltered, they can also be surprisingly um, philosophical. These signs see everything as a learning experience and they prefer to think rather than feel. Um, it says, all that being said, <laughs> they're really only one type of Valentine candy for this sign, and that is a fun dip. The sour fun dip. Oh my gosh. I remember those. Those are so good. <laughs> Your sign is a stop. What? My sign is a stop sign. What? what? Richardson, welcome. <laughs> good to see you. What sign are you? And I'll tell you what, what uh, Valentine candy is supposedly um, your candy. Let's see. <laughs> Your sign is a stop sign. Who? Are you? Okay. Oh, he's gone. I right, right after I type all of that in, he's gone. Oh, oh you're a Sagittarius too. Oh, there's Richard, and I. You're a Sagittarius. You're a fun dip too. Um, hi. I was typing it all in, Richard, and you went away. Hi, Richardson. How are you? Bam. There we go. All right. We're gonna go back to the Valentine candy. Um. Where was the cancer? Okay, cancers. Cancers are human in, um, embodiment of saying ride or die, but it's not given um, to just anybody. Like the crabs that represent them, cancers put off a hard front. Much of the characteristics that they're known for, such as compassion, empathy, loyalty, thoughtfulness, and graciousness, Wow, I see how graciousness is last because my dad would call me Princess Grace because I would always fall. So that's the last one on there. Um, are hidden behind an emotional wall. Damn, that's really all right, spot on. These signs have a fear of having their kindness taken for weakness and they don't trust many. Cancers need time to let their guard down when they do so. Um, don't be surprised to find that the cancer, which initially came off cold and distant, is really just big oh softy. Um, for that reason, if cancers were a Valentine candy, they'd be Harbo gummy hearts gummy hearts they show gummy bears but I, I guess there must be gummy hearts there um i don't know but we'd be hard gummy hearts um not the first time you've been oh you've been called a fun dip before i bet you have um let's see if you're a gemini then you would be um they're talking about having two different personalities um and they said um you would be a they're Sour Patch Kids. Um, let's see. Tauruses are um, Hershey Kisses. Uh, Aries are the conversational conversation hearts, sweethearts, those little nasty chalk tasting hearts. Leos are um, M&Ms. Virgos are any type of Kit Kat flavor. Um, a Libra is a Reese's Pieces cup. Scorpio is... If they were a Scorpio, they would be Valentine candy. They'd be, oh, boxed chocolates. 
Um, all right. Let's see. Sagittarius, we already said you guys are fun dips. Um, Capricorn is um, Lindor Truffles. I wonder why they picked that brand. Um, Aquarius is Nerd nerd Ropes. Nerd Ropes. I don't know what a nerd rope I don't know what a nerd rope is, but it's a nerd rope. I know what nerds are. It shows nerds, but it says nerd ropes, nerd ropes. All right. Um, Pisces, of course, is going to be sweetest fish. So there's your Valentine's Day candy. Um, all right. We're going to move on. Um, let's see. Super Bowl. There's been all kinds. You know, it's Usher. And then they were talking about today on the radio. Um, about who it's he's going to be um, doing black artists. Uh, and <clears throat> they were talking about it on the radio. Let's see. Reba McIntyre is going to perform the national anthem. Post Malone is going to perform America the Beautiful. Andrea Day will add to the patriotic spirit with Lift Every Voice and Sing. And um, DJ Testo is slated to be the game's first in off okay be the game's first official in-game dj um is that dj testo but then the radio today was talking about um that supposedly okay that's the grammys 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 i'm not sure where it's at oh super bowl um they were talking about say they were saying that little john was going to come out and sing that yeah yeah song with him and that alicia keys was going to come out and sing boo with him but everything that i'm reading i don't see anything that's saying who is going to come out and play they're just saying that they might it's been rumored they said oh thank you i just heard my phone beep thank you bb they were saying it was rumored um everything that i read but the radio said oh no for sure it is going to be alicia keys and little john but who oh so they look like nerds in rope version like they're sticking to something gooey <laughs> what has five toes and is not your foot my foot what has five toes and is not your foot? Oh, <laughs> I told you it takes me a minute to get these. All right. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> he sent me a joke too. What has five toes and is not your foot? My foot. <laughs> get it? I know. I know. It took me a minute, but I got it. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, the Grammys. Oh, well, mean lady. She, yeah, I was going to say, um, this was the best part I thought of the Grammys. Now, please don't have gone away. Um, <clears throat> oh, poo. Where did it go? Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Um, this was the best part of it. Um, she loves Tracy Tapman and I love her too, because I think she is so humble and has always been that way. And I think that that was what this song kind of is all about. She's never gone, even when it was big back in the day, she's never become that person. You know what I mean? If you even see her on stage, she's just so down to earth. So anyway, um, this was the one I was talking about that I thought would be the best part to see is Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs singing Fast Car. Here it is.
And that's Tracy Chapman playing. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make some pain. Me, myself, I got nothing to lose. I 
seen the performance it's all over the internet and um it's amazing everybody knows this song fast enough so you can fly away we gotta make a decision eat tonight or live and die this way It's amazing because Luke Combs loves her. He he loves her. He loves that song. And he said that was the reason why he did the song was because he wanted more generations to know it. It was a good song and she's a great artist. And um, so I'm glad he did it. And uh, he, he brought her back. And I believe all the money that he's, he didn't, it's all gone to her. Um, from what I understood, I could be wrong. I know she's getting royalties from it, but I don't think he's taken anything from it. So, and um, that's a big man to be able to do that. So I like him for that. All right, what time is it? Um, well, today I'm gonna just do some national holidays because <laughs> um, today is International Clash Day. Clash, the band, the only band that matters, it says, has an entire day dedicated to it. So that is what the music segment is going to be in about four minutes, three minutes, right after I get done saying the rest of the days. Let's see. Um, National Chocolate Fondue Day. Ooh, that sounds yummy. Um, National Shower. Oh. <laughs> National Shower with a Friend Day. How perfect is that? When I was talking about true friendship, it's National Shower with a Friend Day. Um, on top of National Shower with a Friend Day, it's also National Fart Day. Yes, you heard me right. Fart. Let it out. Let it all out. It's National Fart Day. It's okay. Everybody has gas. We put it out there in the planet. It's National Fart Day. Um, National Pork Grind, rind, Pork Rind, not Grind, Pork Rind Day. Um, maybe you can eat some pork rinds and they'll make you go doo doo. Um, let's see. National um, Western Monarch Day. Oh, that reminds me of my mom. Because we, growing up in California, we would catch the little monarch caterpillars and put them in jars with sticks and twigs and leaves and stuff. And they would turn into the little papusa, whatever you call it. And then they would open up and then we would oh, let them free. Oh, I totally remember that. Um, Tracy Chapman's voice gives us on much passion. Yes, it does. I love her. Um, all right. I think, oh, World Animal Reiki Day. Um, and they're giving their dog a massage. You know what? <laughs> You might sound weird, but I always do that with my dogs, especially my little boo. He loved it. He would come sit on my lap and he'd kiss my tears away when I had pain and I'd rub his little legs and rub his little legs. Billy's so big, he doesn't want to sit still. He'd rather play Frisbee. All right, National Clash Day, we're going to get into the band. 
February 5th, International Clash Day. The Clash, one of the most iconic punk bands of all time, has left an indelible mark on the music industry and popular culture. With their rebellious spirits, politically charged lyrics, and infectious energy, they became a symbol of teenage angst and defiance during the late 1970s and 80s. So let's delve into just a fraction of their hits that they made, um, information about the songs and facts of the legends themselves, The Clash. All right, the first song I'm gonna start with, <clears throat> and I can't play all the song. Um, so uh, here it is, it's, uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about it. We Are The Clash. It says explicit, but half the time you can't understand what they're saying, so it doesn't sound as bad. <laughs> okay, um, We Are The Clash by The Clash is an anthem of unity and resistance. Um, the song, isn't it funny how they can cuss and it, it just doesn't sound as bad. Um, the, the song's lyrics addressed various social groups, historical events, and cultural content um, to emphasize the band's um, commitment to inclusive and their mission to inspire change. Through its powerful message and energetic sound, the song encourages listeners to reject, uh, reject oppression and stand together as a force for justice and equality. So here is We Are The Clash, The Clash. Please. There it is. <laughs> and they were the pioneering force in the British punk rock scene. Their energetic and rebellious music captured the spirit of the era. We are The Clash from The Clash off the album Cut the Crap in 1985. It charted um, 88 in the U.S. and number 16 in the U.K. It didn't chart in Canada. All right, so the next one that I have, um, and some of these uh, you might not have heard of before unless you're a Clash fan, um, Janie Jones. Janie Jones by The Clash is a celebra celebration of escapism featuring a protagonist who is in love with life of music in the entertainment world. 
rather than his mundane nine to five job. The song speaks to the allure of rock and roll lifestyle and the delight of being able to escape reality for a brief period of time. The protagonist is driven by a desire from freedom and the longing for a lifelong of adventure and creativity. The song reflects the common sentiment that life can become um, montaneous and tedious if we don't step away from the everyday life of toil and create something meaningful. So here is Janie Jones, The Clash. I know, it seems like just yesterday, huh, I mean, ladies? Right out of high school. For me. <laughs> I remember when you picked me up at the airport. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't hear that. Oh. <laughs> so the Clash's first album, simply titled The Clash, introduced their unique blend of punk, reggae, and rock influences. It received critically acclaimed and laid the foundation for their future success. So this is Janie Jones, The Clash, off the album, The Clash, 1977. It only charted in the UK, and it charted at 17. <clears throat> Janie Jones. All right, we're going to move on. Um, I know you guys know this one. Um, should I stay or should I go? Um, one of the more popular songs by The Clash, this, is, uh, this one uses a very unusual technique. Spanish lyrics echoing the English words. Singer, singing the Spanish parts with Joe Strummer was Joe Eli, a Texas singer whose 1978 album Honky Talk Masquerade got the attention of the class when they were heard in England. In an interview, Eli explains, um, I'm singing all the Spanish versions on that and even helped translate them. I translated them into Tex-Mex and the Strummer kit kind of knew Castilian Spanish because he grew up in Spain in his early life and a Puerto Rico Puerto Rican engineer Eddie Garcia kind of added a little flavor to it so it's taking the verse and then repeating it in Spanish so let's listen here is the clash with Joe LA um should I stay or should I go Should I stay or should I go? If 
you say that you are mine I'll be here till the end of time So you've got to let me know Should I stay or should I go? It's always tease, tease, tease I'll see right there is the Spanish part. Exactly who I'm supposed to be. Don't you know which clothes even fit me? You know, I never knew that until now. I always wondered what the hell they were saying. Should I Say or Should I Go became one of their biggest hits. Released in 1982, Should I Stay or Should I Go became one of the class's most popular songs. Okay, It's a catchy hooks and memorable lyrics helped it achieve worldwide um, success. So um, it's off of the album, the um, Combat Rock, I should say, 1982. It charted 45 in the U.S., 40 in Canada, and number one in um, the U.K., should I stay or should I go? Combat rock. <clears throat> All right, we're going to move on um, to the next one. And it's Rudy Can't Fail. I love this song. I like a lot of the older ones, too. Um, all right, a little bit about this song. A Rudy is a rude boy, which is a term for the first English generation born to Jamaican parents who had immigrated to England. Um, the so-called jam English generation. These rude boys were often looked down upon as um, irresponsible, which is the theme of this song, but others would celebrate their ways as a rebellious expression of freedom. The Clash were heavily influenced by Jamaican culture and reggae music, which is especially apparent on London Calling. The lyrics um, to Rudy Can't Fail are a celebration of rude boy culture brought out of, according to singer Joe, Joe Strummer, a summer going to West Indies blues dancing and drinking special brew for breakfast, which explains the lyrics, drinking brew for breakfast. So here is Rudy Can't Fail, The Clash. Breakfast, 
address social and political issues. Songs like Know Your Rights and White Riot reflect their activist spirit and resonated with fans around the world. So this is Rudy Can't Fail, The Clash, off the album London Calling, which is an awesome album if you um, like The Clash. It's one of their best. 1979. This song um, didn't chart anywhere. Poor little Rudy. Um, the album did. <clears throat> Great, but yeah. All right, so the next song that I have is This Is Radio Clash. Um, Joe Stormer admitted in an interview that he had nick, nicked the bass line from the Queen's hit Another One Bites the Dust, which it itself shares similarities to a disco classic by Chic Good Times. Anyway, moving on. The song as the whole is the band's tribute to New York rap acts such as Sugarhound Gang, and Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five. Indeed, Strummer's sinister high-pitched laugh, <clears throat> excuse me, laugh at the start of the song, which direct, directly inspired by Grandmaster Flash's The Message. So let's give it a listen. Here is, this is Radio Clash, The Clash. <laughs> TV channel. Good to have you in. This is Radio Cash, tearing up the seven rails. This is Radio Cash, please save us, not the whale. This is Radio Cash, underneath the mushroom cloud. This is 
Yeah. You can hear it. You know, some of their songs have the same a little bit. You can tell it's the clash, but it's not all, it doesn't all sound the same. And yeah, like you said, you can under, hear that Sugar Hill gang influence there. Um, there are actually, I got my voice. There are actually two sets of lyrics that exist for This Is Radio Clash. The original features reference to the Bill of Rights, Napalm, and American Armed Forces Network and a separate set that was recorded onto another track later named Radio Clash. Confusingly, they are both identical track bar, the lyrics, and even feature an A and B side on the single, which led to some mistakes in later re-releases on the story of the Clash Volume 1 compilation. The track listing list, this is Radio Clash, but is in fact Radio Clash, the version on the CD. Now I know I just confused the hell out of you. It's confusing. I know. All right. So that was, um, this is, this is Radio Clash, The Clash, the album, The Essential Clash, 1981. Charted um, 17 in the U.S. and 47 in the U.K. All right. We're going to move on to some more Clash and some more facts. Um, the next one, I Fought the Law. The Clash. I Fought the Law is actually a song written by Sonny Curtis of the Crickets and popularized by the cover of Bobby Fuller 4, becoming a top 10 hit in this in 1966. In the mid-1978, The Clash were working on their second album, Give Them Enough Rope. Um, singer Joe Strummer and guitarist Mick Jones flew to San Francisco to, to record overdubs. In the studio, the owner um, had collections of classic jukeboxes um, spread throughout. Strummer and Jones heard the Bobby Fuller version of I Fought the Law for the first time in one of those jukeboxes. Their version first appeared um, on the EP The Cost of Living in May of 1979 in the UK, and later that year was made part of the American edition of The Clash's infamous album. This cover version helped gain The Clash their first taste of airplay in the States and is one of the best known cover versions of the song. Here is I Bought the Law, The Clash.
Yes, the clash, Eddie. It's International Clash Day. So we're playing Clash all of this segment. And this one's for you, mean lady. <laughs> they were known for their politically charged songs. The class used their music as a platform for, um, we already said that, on songs like, yeah, never mind, I already said that. <laughs> Repeated it. <laughs> so it is I Fought the Law, the Clash, off the album The Cost of Living in 1979. It did not chart in the U.S. or Canada, only in the U.K. at 29, which is surprising to me. Um, all right. So the next song I have is Jimmy Jazz, of course, the class. The song also touches on the themes of injustice, inequality, and resilience. Gosh, it was just a word of the day not too long ago. This tongue of mine. The song's title, Jimmy Jazz, references jazz music as an art form associated with freedom, reimaging, and creativity, which Jimmy represents a type of resistance to the oppressive structures of society. So here is The Clash with Jimmy Jazz. Yep. Oh, Eddie's a Clash fan. I mean, ladies. I mean, by the time we got to as in America, for them, it was more political because it was with them growing up, you know, and that at that time, it was just as kind of having a good time and like you're saying, mosh pits and dancing. Late. <laughs> <laughs> 
States in 1979, they chose supporting acts such as rhythm and blues artists Bo Diddley, Sam and David, Lee Dorsey, and the screaming Jay Hawkins, as well as neon traditional country artist Joe Alley, which was on the other song I just played, and punk rockabilly bands The Cramps. The class grow grew fantastic with um wait a minute, the class growing fast fascination with rock and roll inspired the directions for London Calling. And um, this this song didn't chart anywhere, but um, it was on London Calling, 1979. Jimmy Jazz. All right, we're gonna move on to um, the next one. Um, actually, it was gonna be London Calling, but I'm gonna play this one next. Bank Robber. For my friend, bam, bam. Let's see if it has a commercial. Oh, good, it doesn't.
That is Bank Robber by um, The Clash. Another great one. That is off The Clash. Um, the hits are back with all the uh, boom boxes on the front of it. That one's for you, Bam Bam. All right. We're going to get back to the list. Um, London Calling. We've all heard this one. This is um, an apocalyptic song detailing the many ways the world could end, including the coming of the Ice Age, starvation, and war. Um, it was the song that best defined the Clash, who were known for lashing out against injustice and rebelling against the establishment, which is pretty much what punk rock was all about. Um, but Alan's mean lady was saying, I think it was just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I think there was a little bit of rebellious in there for me. Um, singer Joe Strummer was a new junkie, and many of the images of doom in the lyrics came through the news reports he read. Joe Strummer explained, um, I read about 10 news um, reports in one day calling down all varieties of plagues on us, and that's where he kind of came up with the song. So here is The Clash, London Calling. <laughs> our four of us could get together because I know that if you guys met um, my mean lady, Tammy, you would love her as much as you love me. Um, and we would all get along, so it would be so much fun. Yeah, but I have no fear, cause London is drowning out. I live on. 
to The Clash's third album, London Calling, is hailed as a masterpiece. Released in 1979, it showcased their musical versatility and socially conscious lyrics. London Calling, The Clash, off the album London Calling, it's um, charted 30 in the U.S. and 11 in the U.K. Great song. All right, we're going to move on to, I like this new, this one too. Um, it's a um, brand new Cadillac. Um, it's an older one. The song, Brand New Cadillac by The Clash, is about a woman who essentially gives the narrator the cold shoulder, leaving him behind in order to move on with her life. The chorus taunts the narrator singing, my baby drove up in a brand new Cadillac. And yes, she did. And balls to you, daddy. <laughs> What she says, balls to you, daddy. I love that statement. I gotta, I gotta remember that and say that sometime. Essentially telling him that she doesn't need him anymore. The narrator then begs for her to return, but she refuses, singing, "She ain't never coming back." The song is a commentary on the changing dynamics of relationships, and the narrator is left behind alone in a place where he is no longer needed here is brand new cadillac balls to you daddy <laughs> oh i love it I'll see you, Big Daddy. of his significant contribution to music, The Clash was honored with the induction into the Rock and Roll Hall and Fight, solidifying their status as influential rock icons. This is brand new Cadillac, The Clash, off the album, London Collin, 1979. <laughs> I love it. This album, um, I have a lot of songs from London Collin because it's just a good, good album, CD cassette whatever you might have all right the next one train in vain stand by me um despite the title of the words train in vain um does not appear in the song the um lyrics is stand by me but that is the title of the famous song by ben e king the title of the clashes song comes from the train rhythm in the song combined with the theme of being lost. It also references the Tammy Wynette 1975 hit single, Stand By Your Man. 
um, you say you don't stand by your man. Tell me something I don't understand. Here is the Clash Train and Bane. Stand by me. There you go, mean lady. <laughs> bye bye. See you, Nara. See you later, butthole. <laughs> right? Oh, no, no. What did she say? Big Daddy? Balls to the wall. Or what did she say? I gotta remember that. Balls to you, Big Daddy? interesting fact okay um on the original vinyl copy of the album train in vain isn't listed on the track listing on the sleeve the sleeve is that the song was recorded for an m nme promotional flex desk once london calling sessions were done and the flex disc idea then fell through leaving no home for the poor song the band hastily tracked the song onto the end of the album just before vinyl pressing but the sleeve had already been designed and there was no time adding it to the track list the only clue of its existence is in the run out sleeve on side four there where the name is carved into the vinyl on all substantial releases, including the CD copy, Training Vane is included on this track list sleeve. So that is Training Vane with Clash, London Calling, 1979. It would chart number 23 in the US, 62 in the UK. I mean, um, 62 in Canada, and it didn't chart in the UK. I guess they didn't like it. Maybe they thought that they were going away from um who they were. I don't know, but I liked it. All right. So I'm going to move on to clamp down just because I like it. Um, so clamp down the song's lyrics were written by Joe Strummer, um, refer to a previous failures of the capitalist society. The wearing of blue and brown refers to the color of the uniforms that are mostly worn by workers. Um, this idea goes along with the lyrics that refer to young believers who are brought in bought and brought and put into the capital system by those working for the clampdown who will teach our twisted speech. Um, alternately, it could be suggested that the blue and brown refer to shirt colors, um, the fascist blue shirts of the 1930s Ireland and the brown shirts of the early Nazis in Germany because Stroma wrote, 
Um, the men in the factory are old and cunning. You don't own nothing. So boy, get running. It's the best years of your life. They want to steal. You grow up and you calm down and you're working for the clampdown. You start wearing the blue and the brown and you're working for the clampdown. So you got someone to boss you around. It makes you feel big now. So here it is. Um, clampdown. Clash. system and it's ethos of work, debt, power, position, and conformist lifestyle. Strummer, who proclaimed himself a socialist, also um, er, uses the song's closing refrain to highlight this mindset as a potential trap and offers a warning not to give oneself over to the clamp down. Clamp down the clash off of London Collin, 1979. It didn't chart anywhere. All right, we're going to move on to, let's see, we'll do, um, well, let's do Death or Glory. Uh, where is it? Death or Glory. Um, this song is the Clash Frontman's, um, the late Joe Strummer's, looking back at life, acknowledging the complications and responsibilities of 
adulthood. Kind of odd to read ripped and tuft lyrics like these and think that the cynical punk rocker was an avid tree hugger. In fact, Strummer founded the Carbon Neutral Company, originally called Future Forest, dedicated to planting trees all over the world in order to combat global warming. Strummer was also the first artist to record, press, and distribute records while remaining carbon neutral. Here is Death and Glory, The Clash. the Royal Lancers, an armed cavalry regiment, and the British First Armed Infantry Brigade. Um, it's one of the best-known mottos in England. Joe and his lads were cocky enough and snuck the myth of a noble, honorable military um, in this song. All right, we're going to cut that one off and we're going to end with Rock the Cashbox. So a little bit about that. I'm Joe Strummer. Cash Clash's drummer, Topper Heaton, wrote the music and the original lyrics. In an interview, singer Joe Strummer claimed that the real genius of Rock the Cashbox was Topper. He banged down the tram track, then ran over to the piano, and then ran over to the bass. The sad irony about the song is that Heaton wrote it musically, but had fallen, had been fired from the group because of drug problems by the time the song became um, an enormous hit in the U.S. Indeed, the music video of the song, um, its original Clash drummer, Terry, chimes at the kit. He had returned to replace Heaton temporarily. So here is Rock the Cash Bar. And it's funny to think um, that a punk band would fire one of their guys for doing drugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> you would think they wouldn't care. Thank you, Jill Jolly. Thank you. 
understand it. I'm a radiator grill. Thank you for that gift. And by the way, all of the money that they get for this year um, is going to St. Jude's um, Hospital um, for kids with cancer. So I really do appreciate that. So again, the class wasn't just a band, they were activists. They actively championed for causes like anti-racism, anti-fascism, social justice, using their platform to raise awareness and affect change. So yeah. Back to Cast by charted at number eight in the US and number 30 in the UK. It's off of the album Rock to Cash Bob. Thank you so much, Jill Jelly. I really appreciate you so much. That means a lot. All right, I gotta cut that off. That is Rocked Cash by the Clash on National International Clash Day. Um, so uh, get yourself a Clash playlist and listen to them today. Um, besides what I just played for you. So, all right, all of you guys so much. Um, thank you so much for um, the likes and all of that. I really appreciate it. Um, I am going to leave you guys. I can turn this up because it's down really low. Woo! Like I always leave you. Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. Like I've told you before, it's going to try to. Don't let it. Just keep smiling. Smile right on through it. And if nobody's told you lately, you are greatly loved and appreciated. And I do mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, you guys coming in here and supporting me when you can be other places and doing other things um, means the world to me. It keeps me going. So I love you guys so much. Um, yeah. So have a good day. And I will be back here on um, Wednesday. And yeah, that's about it. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Love you. One, two, three. Later.